There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Happy 100th birthday to legendary TV producer Norman Lear, who hits the century mark today. We spoke in 2015 when he released his memoir, Even This I Get to Experience, breaking down his iconic sitcoms like All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, and The Jeffersons. Mr. Lear, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. My great pleasure. Um, so, so a lot of people say we're kind of in a, a golden age of TV now, and but you know you kind of had a golden age of your own back then too. A lot of it you created. Um, compare what what you think it took to to become a great you know TV show creator back then versus let's say maybe the Vince Gilligans of of now or the David Chases, David Simons, those people. How do you think it's changed, or is there similarities? Well, I know that when uh, we were doing our shows, we were dealing with the problems we were clearly, knowingly facing in our families, uh, our neighborhoods, our cities, our country. Uh, we weren't making up any. We made, you know, we made up the characters and and uh, uh, and how they went through these subjects, uh, you know, lived through these uh, uh, difficult times or what we were dealing with. But the subject matter, whether it was divorce or menopause or uh, or uh, abortion or the economy or uh, politics, or it was the stuff of life, and it was altogether familiar and uh we didn't have to make up anything and that would be true today what families are going through today is the stuff of drama and comedy and uh one needn't reach beyond the uh the living room <laughs> and the bedroom to uh to know what the that the the topic uh, for uh, an episode of uh, any television show existed in our normal lives. Gotcha. So you're, you're sort of saying that, you know, your characters, let's say, like Archie Bunker, is, is sort of a reflection of what's actually going on out, out in the world, and the people sitting in their armchairs watching All in the Family can kind of see their real their real family on screen, like, up there? Is that? Well, that's what I've heard through the years, you know. I, I'm, I'm in Chicago now. I was doing a couple of interviews and events uh, yesterday, and uh, I don't know how many times I heard, you know, but he was my father, Archie Bunker, or my uncle, or I, I, I lived with uh, with that all my life. Uh, but I also heard, uh, you know, we used to sit and watch All in the Family together. It was we, it was a time we knew we were going to be together to watch the show. Uh, I'm not sure that's happening now. There is so much content. I don't know if appointment television exists except for the individual who may be watching it someplace on an iPad as opposed to a television set. Right. 
but at that time, families were getting together to watch things. There were only three networks, so, and uh, and for the most part, a living room uh, uh, television set. It was before there was a television set in the bedroom and the kitchen, also. <laughs> right. Do you remember? Do you take me to, you know, before All in the Family hit the airwaves? Well, take me into the, you know, when was sort of the moment that it started percolating and the idea for the bunkers even even came about? Well, two things had occurred in my life. One, I was, uh, we were doing the Martin Ray, Martin and Lewis and, and uh, Coquette Comedy Hour right. and uh, the Martha Ray Show and so forth. And I was being divorced uh, and had a child. A fellow, a friend by the name of Phil Sharp visited us in New York, and uh, uh, he had just been through a divorce, and he had four kids. And I asked him how did it go, and he said it went fine. I said I was I was having I was in agony. We were having such a difficult time in this divorce. He said I said well how did it go so easy with four kids? He said because all she wanted was my Joan Davis reruns. <laughs> he had done a show called I Married Joan, starring a great comedian Joan Davis, and all she wanted was the reruns of uh, of uh, I Married Joan. And I thought to myself, as difficult as I was, the difficulties that I was going through, I've got to do a, uh, a situation comedy, because I had been doing live television where we were well paid but didn't own anything. Right, right. With a situation comedy on film, you own something, and there was there was, there was a, uh, you know, there were reruns and such. So uh, that was on my mind. At the same time, I learned of a British show called To Death Us To Part about the father and son arguing over everything politically, mm-hmm. and uh, the, which was my father. My father used to call me the laziest white kid he ever met. I would <laughs> yell at him, why do you have to put down an entire race of people just to call me right. lazy? Yeah. Well, that's not what I'm doing. You're the dumbest white kid I ever met. So, so uh, you, you were sort of the Rob Reiner meathead then in that relationship uh, I, I was he called me that's where it came from me oh. dead from the, de, you're a me dead, dead from the neck up <laughs> that's awesome well that's so cool how you know it, that um you're able to sort of bring your own life on the screen like that i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tell me, take me into the thought process behind all of the different spinoffs, you know? I mean, The Jeffersons was was just a, as much of a legendary show, and, and it, it's crazy to think all those shows, like Archie Bunker's Place, Glory, all those came from that same, and Maude even, all came from that, that same show. Did you have, is there any... But they all came, all of this, uh, what, the, what are known as spinoffs, came from the fact that we had great players in smaller roles. Mm-hmm. Maud made one appearance. B. Arthur made one appearance as as the Maud character right. on All in the Family. The reason uh, she was there was, uh, in my family experience, there was nobody that could hand it to you like an old, like a relative with an old grudge. <laughs> so she was a, uh, a a cousin and best friend of uh, of uh, Edith's. 
who hated Archie from the very beginning, didn't want them to get married. We brought her into an episode because she could lift across 20 years (laughs) an old grudge and beat the hell out of her. <laughs> which is exactly what happened on the on the episode she guest starred. But by the time it was going it was going off the air, uh, a network executive in uh, in New York was calling to say there may be a show in that woman, which of course we understood <laughs> was going to happen. And uh, and that's how Maud was born. But that's how uh, Good Times was born, because the character on Maud. Uh, uh, or the, you know, Florida mm-hmm. was such a rich character that we introduced a husband in an episode of Maud, and 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 then we knew we had characters uh, that could make for another show. And speaking of good times, I mean, I God, I remember watching those reruns over and over again when I was younger. But um, take me into uh, the the skyrocketing success of Dynamite, and then also later the you know when you guys had to to kill off the father with Damn Damn. Those are the two I remember. Dynamite and Damn Damn just kind of echo through through TV history <laughs> there. <laughs> well, JJ uh, uh, was uh, a hilarious character and a wonderful guy, by the way. I mean, he was the dearest person. And uh, he said dynamite once, and it got him to kind of laugh. He said he didn't get uh, otherwise. And he said it again, and it became a part of his character. And, of course, it annoyed uh, other players to see him get such an easy laugh every time he said dynamite. They didn't (laughs) want to hear it that much, Uh, which is kind of a normal human reaction among actors. Right. And uh, and I think perhaps we did it more than uh, we might have. Uh, but then again, you know, we were on the air every week for 22 or 24 weeks. Uh, in Great Britain, for example, when when we when I finally looked at uh, uh, the antecedent to uh, All in the Family, to which was called To Death Us to Part, they did six episodes every season. Uh, we had to do 22 or 24. And, uh, so the repetition of a, you know, of the moves and facial expressions and so forth, uh, became far better known and in some cases where people didn't like it became annoying. <laughs> so it certainly was annoying to other actors to hear him get the free, easy laugh he got with that. Right. Oh, might. What about Florida's Damn Damn? Was that a, how did was that a hard decision to to get rid of that character? You know, I'm having difficulty remembering the damn damn. <laughs> it's it's she she throws a it's after the the husband's funeral she she's held it together all episode she goes in the kitchen and finally releases that her her grief. Yes yeah. yes now 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 I remember <laughs> now I remember. But you know the whole uh, John was so unhappy mm-hmm. uh, that we had to kill off the character in order to relieve the tension in the cast. I got you. Okay. Uh, and but we went on to do another show years later. We did, it wasn't successful, but I loved it. Seven O Four Hauser Street. Yeah, like in the nineties, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, all right. Well, I know we're sort of up against the clock and got to wrap it up, but you know, just before we go, I mean, let's 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 mention mention your book here. It's called "Even This I Get to Experience." What caused you to want to put all these uh, great memories and thoughts down, you know, pen to paper? 
Well, look at, you know, this conversation. It took me 93 years and some months and some days to get to the moment where I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's all I mean, been building up to this, baby. <laughs> and it took you every bloody second of your life to get to the moment where you're talking to me, isn't that? And your viewers, it took them all their lives to get to hear us. Right to so this key moment in history. <laughs> even this we all get to experience. Ah, there it is. There's the title. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, we we've been really generous with your time, so thank you so much for for taking the time to join I us. I appreciate being being your guest. Thank you very much. All right. Best of luck with the book, uh, everybody. Bye. That's Norman Lear on WTOP. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.